are back. We are back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Match Point Number Nine, a tennis bets podcast. Uh, I'm your host, David E.J. Berger, and like I promised last week, we are back again. Some people out there got to be excited. I mean, I know there are people listening to this podcast, so uh, that's uh, exciting to me, exciting for them. If this is your first time listening, uh, our show handle is at MP9 Tennis, and chances are that's how you found us. With me, as always, is the number one hater of the <laughs> new coaching rule, Derek. Derek, hello. What's up, everyone? I'm gracious to be back. Uh, two weeks in a row. Pretty thrilled. Might actually be your number one tennis talking brogan now that we're doing this two weeks in a row. I mean, I, I f- it feels weird to switch it up. I, you know, and also like I, I basically kind of go autopilot in the intro. So number one, tennis talking, bro. Very easy for me to remember. You know, with the muscle memory, we get some reps in with the new intro. I'll, I'll be able to just recall that uh, without too much effort. It's all about reps, Derek, and that's yeah. That you know, and we're back two weeks in a row. It's exciting. It's exciting for us, uh, and hopefully, you know, for the audience, uh, the tennis listening audience, everyone, you know, this is an exciting time of year where we've returned to North American hardcore. I'm excited about it, Derek. I don't know about you. Yeah, glad to be back here. I'm mostly glad that we actually get some time zone friendly matches, though. There's matches on right now. I, that's pretty uh, he- great. The number one player in the world is playing at the, at this very moment, and uh, he's tanking my. Freaking bets right now. <laughs> I mean, Ben Shelton. I watched Ben Shelton mop uh, Hajikata like two weeks ago, but the number one player in the world, he's having a little issue. Uh, <laughs> this guy that? looks like this character that's like a preset, um, made up character on that Match Point Xbox game. I-, I gotta pull up this screenshot of my friend's character that was just drafted by the video game. You st- are you? St- exactly wait, oh, like you are. Guy. Are you? Are you playing the video game? Yeah, I'm playing it. It's a. It's a bit of a mess, and it's pretty fun. Sometimes you win points that you shouldn't win that are clearly out of the court. Um, sometimes you lose points that you well constructed, and then the guy just doesn't volley the ball. It drives me crazy sometimes. But my friend beats the living shit out of me in that game. He'd like love to come on here and just brag about how much he whoops me at that game i mean that feels like it looks like a dreamcast game from like 2002 yeah every player on there looks like they i don't know been in like a a fire accident or something like they're just like burn victims and it it doesn't look great for some reason the stats are all off too alcaraz's athleticism is worse than nick curios's so put that together that doesn't make any sense, but, uh, you know, he was a, a younger, they probably started making this like, you know, two years ago. So. <laughs> it is old and like, uh, Alcaraz has bangs in it basically. Oh boy. What about Alcaraz blowing that uh, final to center? What even was that? I mean, he I cuts out the, the tie break and then, I mean, whew. yeah, center's got his number. At the moment, he does. I mean, uh, Alcaraz had his, and now the tables have certainly turned, my friend. You know, Sinner uh, is a great player, obviously. Uh, he owes me money for losing to Tommy Paul on grass uh, after <laughs> these uh, amazing wins he's had since. Um, what in the F was that? Dude, you know how often I lose money on this guy, freaking Sinner? And then, like, now he's, like, just out here freaking covering and, and winning against Carlos. Ugh. I love yeah, Sinner. I mean, when we started anybody this, in the top five, when we started, except this podcast, for Alcaraz, I mean, that was also the first time Alcaraz is lost in 35 
times uh, from a, a setup. So it was uh, quite the day. Mm-hmm. Center, you know, when we started this podcast in March of uh, 2021, we spent a lot of time talking about Center. It's not that we, I, I do love Center. And I want to say, too, it, it really seems like, you know, the effort and work that he's put in on that serve is paying off. His serve is pretty good. Pretty, pretty good now. Clicking. You know, when he lost to Novak, I think Novak just like went to another place. Uh, he's like, he took some ayahuasca, whatever that's <laughs> and, like reached another dimension of his brain um, to, to win. Uh, but he also just is really good at five set tennis. But uh, Sinner was playing. I think Novak. Great. Yeah, Sinner is playing great. I mean, I think Novak was on ayahuasca for the first two sets at Wimbledon against Sinner. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then he came down and he was just like, whoa, I'm losing right now. And then he just turned it on. Speaking of uh, athletes in ayahuasca, I saw Aaron Rodgers uh, apparently took that walk. He's on one. Football's back, baby. It's great. That's what you want to hear from your starting quarterback. <laughs> He's about to do like a, some weird podcast, too. I don't know. Let's get back to tennis, uh, Derek. Derek, you know, we've had some guests on the last couple of times and it's been great. I mean, honestly, it's been really great. The information and and overall banter and uh, i think you know the content has been good but it's nice to get back to just a, a you and me pod and uh, let's talk about something that we've kind of skipped over and we did with avery but we didn't do it last week with, with with john but that's life of a tennis fan that's uh our, our favorite opening segment here let me tell you what we are back as i said to north american hardcore we've got good times to watch tennis and uh, i tweeted this out the other day you know i went last week I had some time. I went out and met a friend for lunch, and uh, I demanded the bartender put on Tennis Channel. Sir, do you have DirecTV? The channel is 217. Put it on. We watched uh, Brooksby and Mackie McDonald play in Atlanta. It was glorious. Uh, I tweeted that picture out. But uh, yeah, I and, and I said in my tweet, be the change you want to see in the world. And this is, we've got to start turning TVs to tennis. A lot of tennis coming up, and it's going to be on during lunch during happy hour, post-work, you know, tell those bartenders, go out. Let's normalize tennis, people, in the USA. If you're a tennis fan, if you like this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, you obviously like it, go out there, watch tennis, and send us a photo. You know, I, I'm trying to make this a thing for us, Derek. Uh, I, I, I wish I had a hashtag. Uh, I, <laughs> I was trying to come up with this, is like, the least creative I've uh, been at the moment. My creativity is spent at the moment. So we need, a, we need a hashtag for this. But if you're a fan of this podcast and you do this, at least tag us at MP9Tennis, especially if you have a wager on the match that you're watching. But in general, go out there, be the change. Let's get tennis. Let's put some tennis in front of people. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I did it uh, two weeks ago on the heels of Wimbledon. Guys were blown away that they were still tennis on. They were like, didn't Wimbledon just happen? I was like, yes, but now there's another tournament. <laughs> they were like, oh, really? Okay. I was like, yeah, that's how it works, man. I was like, that's, <laughs> it's in Newport where the Hall of Fame is. Oh, their Hall of Fame's in Newport. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it's a chance to not only enjoy, but to educate as well, Derek. Uh, I don't know how, I actually, I think I told you a couple weeks ago, I, uh, after a basketball game, we went out for pizza because uh, it was the guy's last game, and uh, randomly, this Italian joint, the tennis channel was on. I was fucking blown away. I was <laughs> like, I looked around. I was like, is this real right now? Or I can't even believe it. Uh, 
But yeah, let's get let's get tennis on, Derek. What do you what do you think about this movement? I'm trying to start. Oh, I'm all for it. I saw the show Twitter tweet out just the screen at that bar, and I was thinking, I was like, it's just a frustration pick, like just frustrated that you went to so many bars and all you see are replays of basketball games in the off season or something that's on NBA TV, and then all of a sudden you finally saw live tennis on a on a TV at a bar, and you're just like, whoa. This is a revelation. I'm still pissed off about all the other stuff, but no, let's do it. Like, let's, if you see something out there where tennis is on and you got to tweet that because no one's recognizing this. It's like we, there's tennis on all throughout the day. What other live sports are on right now? Uh, nothing. I, I listen to VSIN, which is the sports betting radio channel. They fucking talk about the NFL futures all fucking day. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just trying and, to fill space annoying. with nothing. And you know what's annoying too is they're doing fucking uh like Bet Rivers has a promo to match your bet for any tennis bets, <laughs> so they'll like literally do like their millionth segment on the fucking AFC East and oh, and do a promo read for like you're matching your first tennis bet. But uh, that's why we exist, Derek. That's why we're here to talk about tennis betting. Uh, and I guess we should probably get to it. I, I actually have more I could talk about, but we'll save that for another podcast. And let's get to what people are here is the tennis betting. ATP Washington this week, Derek. DC, the city open. They actually have cameras at this. We'll talk about Los Cabos where mm-hmm. we're dealing with challenger streams here, but uh, we actually have real real coverage of this tournament. Uh, and the big headline here, the dogs are barking, Derek. Big time. Yeah, on Monday, Comfer beats Quan, cashes outright as a dog. Goyo takes down Duckworth, cashes outright as a dog. JJ Wolf takes down Taro Daniel, cashes outright as a dog. Michael Emer beats Murray, huge dog, cashes outright. Even freaking Benoit Pair. <laughs> I even tweeted out, I was like, you know, the dogs have cashed so hard today. I'm about to put some money on Pair. <laughs> And uh, he beats the other long name Goyo, whose name I can't pronounce, uh, as a small as a small plus one thirty something dog. You know, if that number was at plus one fifty, I was a hundred percent gonna play. But uh, I was like plus one thirty. I really don't know. But uh, he comes through for one match. Uh, you know, I work in TV. Derek, let's do it. Time lapse to Tuesday. Eubanks beats Bonzi. As a dog, Nishioka beats Brooksby. Brooksby probably a little bit gassed off his big week in Atlanta. Also, uh, you know, he went full powder uh, in the final, Derek. I don't know if you know, you remember the movie Powder from the 90s? Uh, he's yeah. He uh, couldn't really uh, deal with the sun. Uh, that was Jensen Brooksby on Sunday in that in that final. Yeah, his uh, mom didn't come to help him on that one. The, the sun was a battle for him. Um, He lost in straight set. Sock beats Goffin. Jack Sock winning. You know, well, he likes Washington. He went toe to toe with Nadal last year. So, and then today, Wednesday, uh, let's timestamp the pot a little bit. Uh, Rusevori, Emer, Nishioka wins again. JJ Wolf beats Shapovalov, who just stinks now. Let's pocket all this dog talk for next year here in Washington. Because uh, I, I really feel like it's a combination of things. You know, they had that little clay run. So some of the guys were over there and aren't in this draw. Yannick Sinner's the, the champ who played in uh, Umag. So, you know, he's not here. So I, I'm thinking the, the timing on the schedule has a lot to do with it. And I, I think the heat has a lot, a lot to do with it. And the surface, I mean, just these, you know, faster hard courts uh, are tough to manage for a lot of these guys. So write down whatever you got to do. Pull out your little iPhone. Put it in a note. Chase the dogs in Washington in 2023. Derek, what do you think uh, from what you've seen so far? 
Yeah, I got to think that heat and fatigue has been a factor. And just looking at Power Boy Brooksby, he played Demon at the final in Atlanta, and Demon ca- cruises out on his first match back too. And then it's just like those guys can handle the heat because they battled that stuff in Atlanta, but. You, you just play too many matches that stuff's going to get to you and you're going to dc and that's not a chill place literally and yeah and they just got torched again they were probably just drained and then look at that like they were playing lights out last week yeah dogs were even covering uh covering numbers uh go goyo covered against uh bodic uh, yesterday as well so yeah i mean it's the dogs are barking uh, servers are barking as well um, the big serves, um, you know, all, th- this entire month, I mean, just look at some first set overs. If they leave some nine and a half hanging out there at under minus 150, I think minus one, you know, they're they're doing it like almost like um, a first period over in, uh, in hockey now. There's worse bets to make this month than a first set over nine and a half minus 150. Check those out. You see it under. Might as well take a shot, especially if you know if a guy can serve. Yeah. So speaking of hockey real quick. um. We're going to be in Montreal next week. So do you think that any of this fatigue from this scorching hot tournament is going to carry over to next week? I mean, this is a brutal time of year, so I definitely think so. So, I mean, some of these guys that make deeper runs, uh, you know, let's just keep applying the same logic. You know, exactly. if, if they're playing this weekend in Washington, maybe fade them early on next week in Montreal. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, too. So, uh, and always it's a good strategy. I want to give a, a shout out to, uh, my guy, my second tennis talking bro. He's my number two, Derek. You're my, you're my number one. <laughs> yes. Uh, my guy, uh, Paul Sam at Brooklyn boy, 63 B K L Y N boy, 63. He's, you know, him and I are chat always chatting about odds and matches and, um, you know, he listens to the pod, so I want to give him a shout out. But he's got a pretty good strategy of just always fading the guys that were, you know, in the final semis early the next week, uh, whether it's uh, taking the opponents in the game line or outright, which I just think is a, a good general blind strategy as well. So shout out to Paul. And if you want to get your name shouted out uh, on this podcast, uh, it'll cost a you $1,000. There's a way. a thou- No, <laughs> interact with us. I mean, this is. That's why we're here. So that's why we're here. We're here, we're here to, to be an interactive podcast. So just reach out. The DMs are open. Paul, though, a uh, great guy. Thank you, Paul, for listening. Okay, well, let's keep it moving and look ahead, Derek. Well, we have some you know some more results to go over. Opelka was back today. He came back from a set down to be Kula. Kyrgios uh, takes out your number one favorite player, Tommy Paul. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that like joke running that... I'm just yeah, well, this you, huge Tommy Paul fan. No, I I texted. I'm like listening back to the, the the episode last week, and I'm like, dude, Derek is like hyping Tommy Paul on the last <laughs> two podcasts we've done. He's like, he's improving every week. This could be the week. Uh, I'll tell yeah, you what, it's not the week this week. He already lost. Second round, it's pretty good. It's not the week this week. He already lost. All right, Derek. Well, let's look at the the, the path ahead here. Um, we have a lot. Okay, so let's let's break down this bracket. So we have uh, Rublev versus Cressy. Cressy got it out a three set win against Sock. He Sock didn't make him question his profession uh, once again, which was nice of Jack Sock to just uh, tank out uh, Cressy. I think a little bit more in shape and was able to get out the win. Rublev versus Cressy. I I I, I think that you know Cressy has a, a style of play that 
you know, will will go far in the setup here in DC. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, you talk about that first set over. Uh, Rublev doesn't create a lot of breakpoints. I don't feel. I don't find, especially in the first set. So that's something to look at. But I do feel like Rublev will find a way to win this uh, in the end. Derek, where are you at with that? Well, Logic says to take Rublev, and I'm going to go with Logic on this one. Although Cressy does have probably the most annoying game on tour, I think Rublev still sticks it out and wins that. Cressy will be a trendy dog, I feel. People hate Rublev, and rightfully so. The guy's very uneven, very beatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we watched him lose at Tiafo at the U.S. Open. That's a match I think most of tennis thought he would win but i don't know maybe depending on what this is uh the, you know the books do love rublev he has heavy lines heavy lines and you know what though rublev i will say he does lose and very beatable but you know it's also a classic rublev rublev move losing the first set and still covering so <laughs> <laughs> um like i had him uh i bet kwan against him i like a four, like plus four or something and Quan won the first set, and he like won by six. I'm like, oh, cool, cool, <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool. I think Rublev gets through. Um, I might look at some some overs uh, first set over in that one. That might be a good one. Um, this is a a good match of uh, younger guys. Although you know, Wolf not you know as young as as Runa, but uh, JJ Wolf versus Runa. Runa, I think will come in and will walk in as the favorite based off. You know, it was deep run at the French Open, but Wolf is extremely live. And I, I I think that Wolf will probably draw a bet for me on this one, Derek. And I'm, I'm actually advancing Wolf. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. And it's not because I'm jealous of his name. I'm just, I'm just uh, I'm a firm believer that J.J. Wolf will take that. Rune hasn't been playing very well. He what, he beat. Uh, You're not encouraged by his win over Benoit Pair. Yeah. Oh, so such a phenomenal performance. You know what you have to do to prepare for such a crazy defeat like that for him to upset Benoit Pair. That was not just will- unbelievable performance. <laughs> You're not willing to declare him back after that one win. No, not at all. I, I think like yeah, against a guy who has one win in like six months. Or yeah, seven. my little sister could be Benoit Pair. I don't even have a little sister, by the way um all right well uh, yeah (laughs) in conclusion still taking jj there i mean i do wonder what these odds are going to be um i really hope wolf comes in as a dog and i think he will um he might be as but you know you might want to get in there early because i feel like that's he's going to be a trendy dog as well and that line that line might move uh then we got fritz okay so let's Okay, so let's say Runa or Rublev versus Wolf. I mean, if it's Wolf versus Rublev, man, I really, you know, they're gonna, they're they are gonna fade the shit at a at a Wolf. He's gonna be like minus three and a half, probably. I I would take some games on Wolf versus Rublev, just based off you know his ability to to hold serve and his potential to win a set at tiebreak. Um. I would be very tempted on an over in a Wolf Rublev match. You got something against Rublev, don't you? No, I mean it's not nearly. So, I just, I mean, it's going to be super hot. This guy is like classic, uh, classic, um, you know, melter in the heat. Um, yeah, 
and he hasn't, you know, he's working his way back. He hasn't played in a month. So uh, he, he does get frustrated a lot out there. I mean, I would be frustrated if I'm losing points to JJ Wolf. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd switch it up. I'd take Rublev on that side. I think they're probably going to think that JJ Wolf's got a little run in him. So well, I, 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 I advance Rublev, but I, I, I would look maybe at an over. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I would take, you know, if it's three and a half um, and I can get to four at like minus 130. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, I would be into that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that puts Rublev in the semifinals. It sounds like we both kind of, uh, he is the top seed. So I, I don't, you know, getting chalky with the top seed, I don't think is a, is a bad way to go. Uh, okay. So then we have the, the, the bracket here. We have Fritz versus Evans. I mean, I got Fritz here pretty easy. Um, Evans, another guy I don't really trust in the sun. Not that I trust Fritz all that much in the sun either. He's kind of a. You know, he's from Southern California, but uh, he's from like the nice part of Southern California where it's not that hot. <laughs> um, so, but I, I do think that um, the win today versus Popperin, who has been playing his didgeridoo in the hot Aussie sun since he was a, a wee a wee boy, uh, was kind of impressive to me. You know, Popperin stinks, but in a vacuum, I think he is a a, a solid player and um, covering covering the the game line today from Fritz you know this guy is a classic sl- slow starter he hasn't been playing for a while he usually needs like one or two matches to get going we've seen that evidence you know throughout you know this calendar year you know he he had a you know a slow start to grass season and then he pulls out a title so uh encouraging for him to kind of have a an, an easy win against Popper and a serve guy on a serve court in the heat um I liked what I saw from Fritz today his ability to generate big points. Um, so I, I kind of like Fritz here. What are, you, what are you thinking about Fritz Evans? Fritz Evans. Fritz's forehand versus Evans' backhand. That just sounds like a nightmare for Dan Evans. I got to roll Fritz. I don't know how many games they're going to give him. I'm going to guess, what, three and a half? Yeah, I feel like he'll be three, three and a half. Yeah, I'd take Fritz there. All right, and then we have uh, kind of a, I wouldn't say a weird one, but Nishioka versus uh, Hatchinoff. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, this is a classic. You know, everyone hates Hatchinoff match. <laughs> I could see some guys taking the hot hand in Nishioka, uh, who's, you know, knocked out the, you know, the Atlanta champion and the Atlanta semifinalist. Um, but uh, I, I got, I got Karen moving on here. I, 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 I hate Nishioka. I think he stinks. Um, and uh, I would definitely not chase him as a dog versus, uh, I think, a guy that's overall, uh, you know, betting aside, you know, you, you don't win on him all the time. But I do think this is a matchup where you can count on him to pull it out. Um, I think he's uh, definitely a skill level above Yoshi. Yeah, Nishioka just taking out the two Atlanta finalists. Like, as we discussed, I was like, Brooksby and Demon were just kind of toast after Atlanta. So I don't really consider those wins like putting Nishioka up on a higher tier. Uh, definitely still below Hatchinoff. I got to move Hatchinoff on. Games-wise, I'd still take Hatchinoff because odds makers are probably looking at Nishioka also to be making a run here, similar to... Um, he does well on, you know, he's had success in the Florida tournaments, the East Coast hard. It's kind of a, a sweet spot for Nishioka. Really? 
Hmm. Yeah, he's he's done well in Delray before. I guess just Delray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was trying Del- to. I was like Miami too. Delray is usually like a weak tournament. Well, um, yeah, I agree. That's why I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I mean, that is kind of where he shines a little bit. I'd still take Hatch right there, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and uh, with you know Hatch needing three sets to be Comfer, we might get some love, uh, you know, some soft lines here because Comfer is a guy I don't even know what to. I hate. There's another guy I freaking hate. Um, <laughs> I fucking can't stand that guy. He's he's not very good. Easily breakable. I I think you had a good comment. If he wasn't left-handed, he wouldn't be on tour. No, I I really don't think so. It's like it's like his biggest like weapon is that he's just left-handed. It's it's just odd for other opponents just to play him. And other than that, I just don't think he has very much talent. Uh, yeah. So uh, I I we I hit the the hatch um live after he lost that one. I was pretty pretty sure he's gonna pull that out. Um. All right. So we have Fritz versus uh, Hanchinoff. I have Fritz moving on here. I, I I'm just gonna go ahead and say I have Fritz winning the city open, Derek. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I got him winning only because uh Tommy Paul's not in this anymore. <laughs> you can't pick Tommy anymore. You know, I I I do think that I think there's three, you know, uh, there was some hot pick at the beginning of the tournament. Um, you know. On the bottom half, there are some dark horses. We got Corda, we got Rusevori, who's coming in pretty hot. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, Fritz, Rublev, uh, Kyrgios, I think one of those three guys is going to win this tournament. I, I just don't see someone someone beating them. So, yeah. Um, if you like one of those guys, if you're leaning, like, hey, you know, <laughs> use this as a, a starting point uh, to just ride one of those guys to the end. You know, we Eileen Fritz here. I think Fritz uh, can definitely outlast Rublev uh, in the semis. I think that that might go three, though. I think an over in that match might be pretty good. But, I, yeah, I like Fritz getting to the semis here, and I, I like Fritz kind of redeeming himself uh, in Wimbledon and, and Kyrgios to get everybody super excited about some Nick Kyrgios tennis and then freaking meltdown and <laughs> And not win it in the end because he's a freaking mental case. That's kind of, again, I, as I say, I'm driving down Narrative Street, but uh, that's where I'm going with that. I got, I got, I got a Fritz Curios. We'll go, we'll go over the bottom bracket, but I got a Fritz Curios final. So with Fritz pulling it out. Yeah. And ditto for the end of that. But yeah, let's get a dive a little deeper into the earlier rounds. All right. Well, let's go to the bottom half here, Derek. Uh, we have uh, Bodic, uh, VDZ. Versus Tiafo. Now this is a pretty interesting match. Um, I think the v- VDZ could be. Does this line up yet? I don't see it. I think VDZ could be the the favorite. Uh, you know, he really struggled against Goyo. Um, not I shouldn't say struggled. Goyo was just playing well. He's tough out. Tiafo. You know, he, the thing about Tiafo is I, <laughs> that I now carry with me is I listen to the. That ATP podcast and his coach mm-hmm. said that Tiafo is okay with losing. <laughs> 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 and now I just think about that all the time. Yeah, that's good and horrible. <laughs> yeah, I do worry about the fitness for for Bodic, but then you think about his run at the U.S. Open last year, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know, same same. Um, here in Washington, a little bit. It's you know, I don't think there's a lot of variation between you know beginning of September in New York and um, you know DC right now. I know that Bodek's going to hit winners against Tiafo. I have Bodek moving on. I, I think that if they get into a rally, I think Bodek will hit winners and Tiafo will, you know, UE. But 
that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's very possible. I mean, I got to take Tiafo here. I mean, I sense a little bit of hesitance in your voice, but I could probably sense some hesitance in mine as well. I'd still take Tiafo, though. I think he's just a better player all around, and that seems like almost an even matchup. Uh, Tiafo probably be the favorite. What do you think? Like minus one? You think Tiafo is going to be the favorite? I would guess that, yeah. I think Bodok's a higher rank, and uh, you know he made He's... that USO run. I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, if Tiafo's a dog, I, I mean, you know, you can talk me into Tiafo as a dog in this match. Um, but I, you can also, I mean, I, I would lean a short favor with Bodok. But, um, what do you think about like an over in this match? Might be pretty close. Yeah, let's go with the over then. I mean, we're also we're basically split right down the middle right here. So, I mean, I think they're both live to win a set for sure. Yeah, I can see that happening. That's going to be a good match regardless. Uh, yeah, this yeah is let's a, take the over. Yeah, the D, the DC is definitely pretty exciting uh, for the next few days. Uh, all right, we have Opelka versus uh, Kyrgios next. Uh, you know, these guys played on uh, U.S. clay in Houston in the final. Or no, in the semis, rather. Sorry, when you say U.S. clay, is U.S. or clay in in quotes? <laughs> I think the whole thing is in quotes. <laughs> okay. They're both is in quotes. tennis in quotes, too? Well, it was a weird spot on the calendar for Kyrgios because he was literally about, you know, one foot out the door. He, you know, had I got to go see my family. My family. <laughs> Trying to do my Kyrgios. <laughs> I did it really well the last time. It's like. Family's family is really important to me. So he was like about to go, you know, on his little um uh, vacation. I shouldn't say he's, you know, he obviously did some work um ahead of uh, Wimbledon. Guy made the final in the luckiest run ever, but still he obviously had to win matches. But anyway, I don't know that uh, you know, two days ahead of a of a long vacation, if that is you know, we're not there right now. This is he's in the thick of it. He's over here in the states for a long time. This is a this is a tournament he's won before. I think he'll be the favorite in this matchup, and I think he's going to beat Opelka, who's been very very weird. Um, I don't even know what to make of Opelka right now, to be honest. I, I get I have zero read on him. You know, dropping a set today to Kudla not that big a deal to me because it is a a faster surface, and Kudla has been kind of a warrior all year. Uh, and Opelka, you know, it was his first match back after, you know, injury. Uh, so he did win. So we'll see what we, we get from Opelka. But uh, obviously, this was our, our famous um, will a tiebreak happen bet, the glitch in the Matrix with Bovada back in the, a few months ago. So tiebreaks are definitely in play in this one. They'll have this total juiced, I think, to like 25 or 26. Yeah, last time they played each other, they didn't even go to a single tiebreak. I remember... Opelka won in straights. Yeah. Well, breaking Nick in both sets. But Opelka recently, it's kind of weird. Like, he just kind of fell off our radar. Like, he, he was somehow forgettable all of a sudden. And well, he, he didn't do too hot the last couple majors, or maybe just didn't do well at the. At, I don't know. At, he's been uh, taking like mass. He's been watching master classes on like um, the on, on art stuff, I think, or something. I don't know what the guy's been doing. It's just been trying to figure out who Banksy is or something like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's like uh, studying like neoclassic painting or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, he's definitely yeah. not been playing tennis. Yeah, he's um, like the Mr. Brainwash of serve bots these days. Um, but yeah, I'd take Nick here. He seems like he's a re- rejuvenated player. That's in quotes, by the way. 
Um, but yeah, he's had success here before and he, he's just been looking better than Opelka and Opelka. I can't believe he lost a, a set to Kudla today. That kind of, you can't, I can believe it. Kudla's a battle. I mean, he shouldn't, but like, I mean, Kudla is a, pro- here's what I'll say. There's a lot of guys who go between challenger and I feel like Kudla is a tour player, especially this time of year. He's a tour player. I think so, so too. So yeah. I th- losing a set, I don't think it's the biggest deal. He did win the ma- win the match. <laughs> I mean, he got breadsticked, and I don't know if he just took the rest of the set off after he got broke a couple times. But yeah, yeah, his first know. first one back. Got to wipe it away, bro. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. All right. Well, what do you think about Kiros versus uh, Tiapa or Bodic? I mean, I, I mean, I feel like Kiros is going to be either of those guys. Not really. A yeah. Question. I mean, me. after Nick just. <laughs> Nick did just torch the goat today in two straight yeah. sets. He's, he wiped Tommy Paul. He's playing well. He's playing well. So, I mean, nothing's going to stop him after that. But for real, though, yeah, he, he should cruise through Tiafo and or Bodic. On the bottom half, if Nick makes the semis, I mean, listen to this bag of guys. He's got to be, he's got to be Dimitrov, <laughs> Korda, Emer, or Rusevori. So, yeah, I got, I got Nick in the, I got Nick in the final. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't even have to really explain myself on that one. I, I do want to point out that Rusevori is very, very good at defense. I mean, I woke up this morning, watched that Hurricats match, and uh, laid too many units on Hurricats as that match went along and obviously lost. But Rusevori didn't even look like he was going to lose that match whatsoever. And I thought that it would, the tables are going to turn, and they just never did. It was just fully tilted to his side. Yeah, I there's a, a another podcast that's great that people should listen to. A game bet match. Uh, you know, we come out on Thursdays. This podcast is on Sundays. Uh, I think it was it's with Bet Rivers, uh, Sean Calvert, and somebody else. Anyway, they were pointing out that Rusevori, which I thought was a good insight, and I remembered this tournament because it was the. The, the the little week 250 after the AL, but in Pune, Rusevori made the uh, the finals and he, you know, he lost to Sosa or Sousa, however you say his name, but uh, similar conditions from there to here. So, um, and I, and I also feel like Rusu is a guy that um, is improving, you know, uh, he, he was a guy that I, I wasn't that big of a fan of, but. Now he's a guy I think that he's uh, I'm comfortable backing, comfortable backing him, you know, beating Mackenzie McDonald, who was uh, in the finals here last year as a favorite that doesn't go unnoticed. So, uh, you know, I think we're we're safe to have some faith in Rusevori over this next month, um, especially if we get some soft lines against some guys who are not so hot. I don't think bookmakers are quite onto him yet. I was a little surprised. He was such like, I think he was like minus 145 versus Mackenzie McDonald. Um, So they are, they are. Um, you know, they are onto him a little bit. It might have gotten steamed up to get to that, but but keep an eye on on Rusevori uh lines coming up. Uh I have him beating uh Michael Emer. Uh Emer has been hot though. I can't believe I didn't play him against Karatsev today. It was again a little too short. I don't know why. Like it's still plus money. Just play it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was looking for like it was like I think it was like plus one thirty. Like I'm like, oh, I really wish I could get like plus one forty, one fifty. Like ah, it's, it's like maybe Karatsev wins. I don't know. Like, but I will say Emer though said that he switched up his game style a little bit, a little bit, 
against Andy Murray and was a little bit more aggressive. So Emer also uh, made the Winston-Salem final last year. So he's not, um, you know, unaccustomed to uh, North American hardcore. I think Winston-Salem a little bit slower here than D.C., but still, I mean, he's a guy that obviously feels comfortable in these courts over here. Okay, here's um, a random question. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you be more scared to fade, Karatsev or Shapovalov? I would be more scared to fade Shapovalov. Yeah. He's at least still like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I think Shapovalov. can't stand that guy. I mean, yeah. Karantsev, here's what I'll say. Shapovalov has a resume. Karantsev has zero resume. He was good for like 10 months and then it's been not good. That's true. Um, so I would actually say a calendar year because he made that AO run. Then he dipped a little bit, but then he he, he surged again in January. He he has a title this year. I mean, it is weird that he's like so bad now. Um, but you know what? Losing to Emer, like I said on on Hardcore, you know, yeah, he beat Andy Murray. Murray obviously not the the greatest player at, at the moment, but he he has some tennis IQ and some skill. So uh, you know, to to beat him again, I think the conditions played a lot. I don't know that Andy Murray's like gonna be uh, quite the, the dude he would be and uh, let's say you know andy murray's season is gonna be when we go back to indoor hard and he's gonna be on in the morning he's gonna play a lot of matches and that's how he's gonna get a lot of points so we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna pocket andy murray for september october uh, november but the indoor conditions will will, will be good for him especially a slower indoor hard court Whew. All right. Well, I have Rusu. Uh, I actually have. Okay. So then Corda obviously is switched to Nike. He's a Nike pro now. He went up 6 1 against Sarah Daniel last week in Atlanta and then lost the next two sets, <laughs> which was amazing. He blasted Seba Baez today. I don't know what to make of Corda. A lot of people like him this week. I'm neutral. I, I yeah. actually I actually picked Dimitrov to beat him. Okay, I actually I... think Dimitrov has been the more consistent player. I think Corda has a higher end right now. But Dimitrov has been the more consistent player all year. Yeah, I'm with you on the uh, that assessment of Korda having a higher ceiling than Dimitrov. Um, but Dimitrov playing more consistently right now. I do have Korda moving on here. Korda has two solid wins here against Avachka and Baez. And now going up against Dimitrov, I kind of think even if this is luck, uh, I'd say he stretches this out for another round against Dimitrov. I actually have him losing to Rusevori. Uh, I have a Rusevori versus Nick in the semis. That's such a weird semifinal, but extremely possible. I mean, you know how this sport works, right? The hot hand. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, riding the hot hand is something we often just kind of not do for whatever reason, but that's literally like in these tournaments, that hot hand, man, just fucking and just back them. Like last week, mm-hmm. I, you know, he was the favorite all week, but ADM just fucking back ADM all week. Like, <laughs> I mean, he he wasn't gonna lose. Um, this is not as safe a bet as that, but uh, you know, if Rusevori, especially if he wins against in streets against Emer, I mean, this guy's red hot. This, then he'll be, as they say in NBA Jam, on fire. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Who do you think is heating up right now in this tournament? I definitely think Rusevori is heating up. I definitely think Nick is heating up. I think Wolf is heating up a little bit, at least mm-hmm. like gaining confidence, you know? Yeah. Okay. For sure. I think Fritz today was a nice kindling 
to heating up. Uh, like I said, he's a he's a slow starter, and a, a, a sure win today was very nice for him. And um, I think Nishioka is about to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, I have Nick versus Rusevori. You know, Nick versus Dimitri. I mean, Nick's going to make the final. Like, let's let's not split hairs here. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And if no. you want to back Nick all the way to the to the final, then good for you. I, I'm going to go lean Fritz here. I'm taking Fritz as well. I don't think it's going to be that easy for Nick against Fritz. Now, if it's, you know, Nick versus uh, Rublev. I'd take Nick. I would take Nick, but I would say, you know, Rublev in a vacuum is one of the top, you know, eight players in the world. He's a very unpredictable player in terms of being able to count on him to win. He's the top seed in this event. I don't think he's as dead as uh, as people would make. So you never know. Nick did torch Rublev in Miami. That's true. Absolutely torch. Different. Cer- I, di- I definitely the game is going to be at a different speed. Which, set, right? The game will be at a different speed, though. But, the, I mean, that also will tip a little curious, though. true. So, all right, Derek. Well, we said it all about the City Open. We have a hold on the tournament. We're going to try to keep this uh, shorter, and we're definitely not. Um, let's move on to the ATP. Oh, we got... So, Rusevori is a minus 260 favorite against Emer. Hachinov is minus three and, a, three and a half against Nishioka. Fritz is three and a half against Evans. Minus 250 favorite. Got some lines popping up here as we record. Yeah, I kind of um, like that Fritz minus three and a half. I'm deaf interested. Okay, Derek. Let's talk about ATP Los... Cabo, some the tour is back in Mexico on a slow hard court. Apparently, that's all they have down there. Uh, this tournament has a special place in my heart, Derek. Uh, I famously changed the culture at Circa in downtown Las Vegas, the best sports book in the world, last July by pestering them to put tennis on nonstop. Uh, and I have the photos to prove it. They did put <laughs> tennis on for me. So, circling back to what we talked about earlier, um, I, I will hag, I will haggle to get tennis on the television i want to watch um now not sure if there's a big headline here because um i mean there just isn't Derek. <laughs> they're playing in mexico not exactly the sexiest draw we had some doubles doubles guys in here some local wild cards that are 17 years old in the mix uh medvedev won six four six three against uh hajikata he got the under 19 and a half but uh, does not cover five and a half for me um Barankus was uh, we did a little collab with our guest last week on Bagnus Barankus for whatever reason opened minus 165 closed around minus 210 against Bagnus he does win but I will tell you what I will chase the other side of that every day of the week and I only need a few of those to to pay off um so yeah I mean Medvedev literally has to beat Barankus to be in the semifinals now so that's that's what we're <laughs> working with here um, now, I will say on the bottom half, last year's champ Cam Nori is back. Uh, he loves Mexico. He made the final in Acapulco against Nadal this year. Um, covered the four and a half line in that for me. Thank you. Let's let's quickly go through this. This is a little 250, so definitely not as uh, laborious of uh, task ahead. Uh, Mevdev Barankas. Barankas is a player I like. I mean, it's not like I, I wasn't fading him because I don't like him. I, I do. Um, I think he's got a pretty sweet serve and forehand, but just not the really courts for that. You know, those could be, you know, he, he got broke twice in this match against Bagnus. So 
I think Med is in the semis, obviously. And then, but I'll tell you a match I'm very interested in, and that's the uh, the Kashmanovich versus Nakashima match that we have going on. And I'm all over Kashmanovich. This, this, well, you have the good Kashmanovich back now, Derek. You know, Nakashima, I did play a little Purcell, which was stupid, um, against Nakashima. And then Nakashima, so I did watch this match. Nakashima looked pretty good. He's moving around pretty good. Um, he's not typically a player I have a lot of faith in. Um, we we hit him, you know, Tiafo pretty good against him last week. That was pretty nice. Um, I think that Nakashima is going to be the favorite in this match, potentially. Or at least Kashmanovich will be a short favorite. Dang, I hope so. I hope for the first one. Uh, Nakashima versus Kekmanovich. I'd take Kek all day. I mean, even no, actually, not all day. <laughs> I would, I'd take Kekmanovich here. I mean, I wouldn't have taken him two months ago. Um, I would have taken him five months ago. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think that we are week, back. Yeah. To, but I think we're back to those conditions. I, uh, slow, hard. This is this is prime time for Kekmanovich. Yeah, obviously, yeah, he ripped in the sunshine, sunshine swing. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, he'll, he'll repeat that. So then we get a little Medvedev versus Kashmanovitz. Medvedev, you know, this is how you know um, Cash isn't a uh, Kashmanovitz isn't a clay guy because he got smoked by Medvedev in the French Open. <laughs> I mean, when you're getting beat down by Medvedev on clay, you know, that is not your surface. So, um, but I do think, like I said, the return to so hard. I, I have uh Kashmanovich. I got Kashmanovich, you know, earlier this year, I said that, um, he lost his best chance to get a title all year. Uh, when he lost to, uh, Bodic, I forget what tournament that was, but, uh, he blew the second set and then blew the third. That was his best chance to get a title all year. I mean, he does have Medvedev in the way, who is the quote unquote number one player in the world. But I, I think he has a really strong shot to beat Medvedev here. Uh, and I, I would, I'm, I'm gonna play him. I'm gonna play him. You're gonna play him money line against Medvedev? Oh yeah, big time. Holy crap! You chasing the dogs? Chasing the dog. I Medvedev. I mean, just went six four six three against Hajikata. Okay, it's on yeah. slow hard. Not his preferred hard surface. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going a spicy hot take here, and fading fading med. Yeah, I gotta believe that Hajikata performance right now is just a little practice run to get his feet under him, and then it's got Barankis next. It's another practice match, and then he could uh, just take care of business like he usually does. I think he'll be heated up by the time he plays Hedgemonovich in the semifinals. All right. And then we on the bottom half, uh Kubler turned into a pub, pumpkin. McCluber. Uh, Jason <laughs> Kluber. Uh, um who's been crushing all summer, just a, a cash cow. Um I and we haven't been on the mic for me to to do this, but uh, yeah, I've been calling him McCluber uh, to it. myself. Um he loses to Radu Albot um or Albo. Um unbelievable i hate that guy too i want to believe in him and then he lets me down now he pulls out this huge dog win <laughs> freaking real 
You know how many you do you know how many parlays Radu just freaking Albots. <laughs> yeah. A lot. I, 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 I didn't have many. any. I didn't have any, but I mean I believe Kubler was like minus three hundred. Yeah, you're probably one of like just the five people in the world that freaking hates that guy. I don't like him. <laughs> um he's fine. He's fine. I yeah, he's fine. Uh, I believe you know Nori's about to take the court right now, but I'm obviously missed last year's champ moving him on against uh Sang. Um, so I mean, Nori is just going to be Albot, and I think Nori will be in the semis. And then uh, the semis actually kind of get interesting because FAA had to beat some random person, Hernandez, <laughs> someone they allowed in the tournament in Mexico. Um, yeah, do you just sign up to be in this tournament or what? I don't I don't know how it works there. It's like if you have a racket, you could play. They're like, I don't have shoes though. They're like, that's fine. You can play. Like when Wolf forgot his like clay shoes uh, in Houston. It's yeah. like, oh Tommy Powell uh, give you some. Stevie Johnson had some extra shoes for him. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> so obviously we have uh FAA moving on from the winner of Stevie versus Kakanakis. I mean, as much as I would love to fade FAA because he is not been good since he, you know, the first two months this year was like, well, this guy's another chapter. He's, he's turned, he's turned a new leaf. He's, he's the man now. And then he just reverts back to the same old uh, <laughs> FAA um, for months now. Um, I like how they were him and Chapel were both on Nike last year. And then Nike decided to put all their eggs in just, Chapo in the Canadian basket, and then they should have just put their eggs in either of them. Yeah, they should have went with Layla. <laughs> yeah, and uh, dropped Andrew Askew. Yes. Uh, okay, so then we have FBA versus Norty, which is a very nice match. Uh, so this this <laughs> is funny. Like this tournament um, is not very good, but when you get you know boil it down, we're gonna have Medvedev versus uh, Kashmanovich on a, a slow hard, which will be a really fun match. And then we'll have Cam Nori versus uh, Felix. I you know uh, Nori, I think it's tough to pick against him here. You know this guy has ruled the slow hard court in the West Coast. Uh-huh. Um, in the last two years, uh, I got Nori moving on. I, I have, you know, it's either going to be, I think it's going to be Nori versus uh, Med or Kismanovic. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm riding my my hot pick of Kismanovic all the way to the title, Derek. Holy crap. That's, uh, yeah, that is a hot pick. I, I picked uh, the number one ranked player in the world, Daniel Medvedev, to win this whole thing. That's my cold take on that. But, yeah, I got him playing Nori, though. I mean, I saw Nori play at uh, Indian Wells. I'm assuming the court surfaces are the same. I mean, like, I saw Nori just torch Brooksby there. And I got to imagine he's just going to replicate that. So, um, but med be med. I got to say that he's going to beat Nori in the final. Yeah. A a big thing with this tournament, too, you know, if you have a book that has breaks, breaks props. Hit those over on breaks, man. There's gonna be some breaks coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the books know that too, so you know don't don't get too carried away. But um, I, I, yeah, this the opposite too of this um of, of Washington. The the first set overs, 
I would look for some first and unders, um, depending on the matchup. Uh, especially the right player gets wins that coin toss. Six uh, three is uh, inevitable. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean Medvedev versus Norin. Med obviously will be the favorite. Do you think he'll be like? Hmm. Hmm. Two and a half. Two and a half. You think it'll be like one eighty minus one eighty? Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. Minus one eighty sounds about right. There's not no like way that like minus one sixty sounds too low. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nori has been really good, and I mean, I think the books respect him out here. Um, he's five and a half favorite against this guy Sang, who I think Sang is not like. You know, complete garbage. Um, I definitely think saying is better than Hajikata, but I might be wrong on that. I don't know. Well, I mean, Kekmanovic is going to win the whole thing anyway, so we don't even. I have my <laughs> true, but you know, let's if my, you know my hot take doesn't pan out, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Let's let's play out all the scenarios. <laughs> yeah, I'll still med minus two and a half. If that's the case. Oh, shit, I, I'd probably take Nori. Medvedev needs a title. He, yeah, he does. Does he? He doesn't have a title, I don't think. Oh, does he need one though? He just gets the finals all the time. I, well, you know grass. the the you know the whole um conspiracy theory that Medvedev has like uh, analytics guru for the point system because he you know he didn't win a tournament. He did make a couple finals, but he somehow walked away with like enough points to, to remain number one, even though he didn't play Wimbledon, which yeah. they didn't carry points over. But like, you know, there, there's some thought process behind what this guy plays in terms of uh, the points. There's definitely a strategy to be had there to, to know which tournament you're going to play year over year. Obviously you got to protect some points and obviously there's some points to be had. Of tournaments I don't know why he's playing. Play. Yeah. I don't know why he's playing. Um, Los Cabos over Washington. Washington, I feel like he would be extremely alive to take that whole thing down. Uh, probably just because he hasn't played in a while and he'd have to play maybe some more tougher matches there. And it's really hot. It's it, it's not yeah it's pretty hot in Mexico too though yeah. Yeah, but I you know it's West Coast. The sun will be setting for a lot of his matches. Yeah, he won't have to play in direct. I think the what really gets Medvedev is. Um, the direct sunlight versus uh, the humidity and the overall temperature. Um, that sunlight, you know, he's like, a, he's a powder. Um, all right, Derek. Well, I believe we have uh, said it all about these tournaments. Uh, well, it's round of the finish here. Uh, we did not keep within our, our, our time frame we wanted to, but that's okay. I feel like this was, uh, this was fun. We, 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 we hashed it out. And uh, we had some tennis talk, which is what it's all about. Um, Derek, anything you're looking forward to uh, the most from these uh, matches coming up? Yeah, I'm pretty much looking forward to seeing how far Rusa Bori goes. Um, I've just watched him this morning for like probably with a magnifying glass for the first time. And I liked what I saw. And considering that he's under the radar right now, and I think that he's under the radar for the bookies. Uh, I, I don't know. That's some place that I, I feel like is a good spot to be betting. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I am looking forward to uh, 
my guy Fritz. I want to watch some Fritz tennis. It's been a minute. It'd be nice to see him make a run here and uh, be that top American player. And uh, America looked pretty good on uh, American soil. Um, you know, curious to me, his act is getting real old. Um, I used to be oh, such sure. a, a fan. And what's annoying now is all these casuals are like so into curious off the Wimbledon run. He's like, must see TV. Like, even like ESPN <laughs> fantasy dudes are like fucking tweeting about him. Like, dude, I'm like so over seeing this guy complain and yell at his box. Like, yeah. Fuck. Like, it just play, man. Just play, man. He's a big fan. And now I'm just like, I can't stand watching him. I actually root against him sometimes. I'm like, what happened to me? I'm like, nothing really happened to me. I was like, just, I just got, I mean, what happened to that guy? Yeah, like all the stuff that you claim you're about, like the, the getting the crowd into it and all that shit. Yeah, we're all about that. That's fine. Do that. Do that is what pisses a lot of the tennis people off as well. Is just actually being an entertainer. Stop complaining all the time. It it really holds up the match. Like <laughs> he's so- just a total hypocrite. I mean, he complains about everybody rooting for the other guy, his opponent, and then he doesn't care if people root for him and i'm like what are you complaining about but anyway that's for another hour-long podcast all right well uh derek we have said it all uh, until next time see you in the court